Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Hello, everybody. It is late August here when I'm recording this. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but here, right now, it's it's beginning to be a tiny, very tiny, tiny, tiny bit cool on the edges of the day. If I had to pick this particular handful of weeks when the summer spills a little bit into the fall, or fall pushes into the ends and the beginnings of the day is my absolute favorite for a ton of different reasons. And one of the reasons is because of socks. I love socks. I love knee socks. I love those really soft um, marshmallowy socks. I love slippers and I love hoodies and I love soup and cozy drinks on the porch. I don't really love winter but I like the edges of it, the almost of it, uh, because of the clothes and because of the cycle of the seasons, especially here in Colorado. We're so, so lucky to get all of the seasons. And I like to feel the transition into something else. And I like for different parts of the year to have a distinct feel and texture and the, and the smells and the sounds of fall, I think, are my absolute favorite. Um, The crunch of the dead leaves, the symbolism of things dying and leaving space for regrowth and renewal. And I love the, the food that goes along with fall. I love to roast seasonal veggies in the fall and make soups in really big batches. And I like the ritual of gathering myself in And I want to spend this episode telling you about some of my favorite fall rituals and some of the things that that I want to do and fall in love with this particular fall. Because I've realized that because this is my favorite time, I've really come up with some specific things that I do every fall that feel really special. And it's back to school time. Um, Otis started kindergarten this morning. And Coretta is starting a little program that she'll do with other toddlers a couple of mornings a week. And they feel like they're so ready. And I'm so grateful to have my days open up a little bit for my own creative projects and my own creative juices to flow. And one of my favorite things historically that I like to do in the fall is to build a reading pile and decide what I want to read and what I want to study And um, I like to think about what I'll do when things become quieter and the world draws in more. Because summer feels like it sprawls out in all directions and kind of wanders around without a plan. And it's hard to focus and stay motivated. 
in the summer. And so I've learned to lean into that over the years and allow summer to be loungy and without too many lines and too much structure. One morning last week, one of the last mornings before Otis started school, we listened to jazz a really long time in our PJs. And we had two cups of coffee on the porch with the windows open and And then we made pancakes pretty late into the morning with chocolate chips melted inside of them. So good. And no matter what the season is, I think we should have mornings like this. But it it felt very much like a summer, summer morning. And fall seems to have a meter or a rhythm to it that's a little bit more disciplined and a little bit more productive, which I, I think we really need both. I think we need the sprawl and the lounge, and I think we also need the metronome of discipline. And so fall is when I gather the things I want to learn about and read about when it gets quieter and colder. And it's when I I clean house, and, and I don't mean like clean house with the cleaners, but it's when I toss and reorganize the things that aren't working as they should not just the clothes and and the containers and the actual stuff, but also I look at the ideas and the ways that I've trained myself to think and believe and all that stuff I give a good look to during fall. And it feels like after the summer sprawl, it's sort of built into my bones that I want to study something new. And I was thinking about starting a new program or a new training or something that has an actual teacher and a sign up and, and everything, something a little bit more formally structured. And then I, then I changed my mind and this fall, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to, um, make a project out of going back into the archives of my journals and notes from, from years and trainings past from teachers and different subjects that I loved and never looked at my notes again and just kind of threw in the closet. And I want to go on a treasure hunt for a material that I've learned but never organized in an accessible way that I can reference. My pantry organization last week started this idea in me and I have so many notebooks where I've scribbled down thoughts and poems and and little pieces of ideas, and books I hope to read, and projects that never really came to light. So instead of going to sign up for something new and shiny, I'm going to dig around and remember and tinker with what I already have. And and just a, a little note about new programs and new trainings and new courses that look sparkly and look like the answer to solving the hole that is inside of you. The ones where you think, oh, this is the one. This is the one that's going to fix me and uh, be the solution to everything I've been looking for. I just want to say that you already have what you need. You've already intuited and learned and studied and run across the actual answer, and it exists inside of you and not inside the next course that you're tempted to sign up for that's finally going to change your life. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't sign up as a supplement, but I sometimes think that we forget that it's already in our cupboard what we need. It's just simple 
and probably dusty and feels less potent because we haven't looked at it in so long. Um, so sign up for something if you, if you want to, if you want to fall in love with a new subject or a new idea or a new course and maybe one of your teachers, one, maybe one of your favorite teachers is offering something really special. But also remember that the, the true guide is inside of you. And so sometimes you just have to, to turn back and dust it off. I do have, I do want to talk about school supplies. I have a strong love affair with new school supplies. Um, and though they may not be fix, fixing the gaping hole inside of me, and for sure it won't, but buying new school supplies is one of my, one of my greatest pleasures. And when I took Otis, um, I imagined that he was going to join me in this momentous occasion because I've been looking forward to this since he was born. But he was underwhelmed and kind of shrugged when I asked him about the notebooks and the folder colors and markers and all of that. He just kept asking about <laughs> about the, the treat I promised him at the end of our adventure. Um, so I had to sort of have my own own joy with it privately and solo. Do y'all remember Trapper Keepers and how big of a deal picking out your Trapper Keeper for the school year was? I I remember, I don't remember what grade I was in, but I most certainly had a Michael Jackson one where he was in this kind of loungy stance with white pants and a yellow sweater and sunglasses and a hat. And it was everything back then. Um, so I love new school supplies. I love new pens. I love a fresh notebook. I love markers and sticky notes and all things color-coded and I saw this this meme today that I totally related to. It said something like, I wore a black turtleneck jeans and boots to school in August because they were my new school clothes. And I totally did that. I was always so hot at the beginning of school because I wore all the clothes that were new and that were sort of meant for winter. But I wore them anyway because I wanted to wear my new clothes. Because I've always been excited for the turn of summer into fall. I think it feels like promise and hope. And I think that we all need that right now. Y'all have heard me talk a lot about reading and how much I love love to read. But uh, admittedly, reading is an absolute luxury for me right now. Because my little people do not love when I'm reading. And so I have to steal that time for myself, often by force. And so while I used to tear through books at kind of ravenous rates, I now um, reluctantly accept a snail's pace because I know that it's not forever. So I'm still working through a big stack of books that I've only made a small dent in this year, uh, the ones that I stacked up last fall around this time. So I just, I've decided that I'm not buying any more new ones until I slim that stack down. And I'm saying that out loud for all to hear. Um, some of the ones I have on deck to finish that I've kind of started and flipped through but haven't really sat down to read, start to finish, are Writing Down the Bones and Motherhood. I've talked about both of those books in this podcast. I'm going to read The Electricity of Every Living Thing, which is Catherine May, and a book uh, called Somebody's Daughter. And I'm going to lounge in some poetry, too, for the fall. 
And I do not promise I will not buy another book of poetry. Do not promise that. This fall, I'm going to unclench my jaw and let my shoulders relax because it doesn't help. This fall, I'm going to work on not assuming and instead be so, 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 so curious. And I'm going to work on panning outward instead of examining every little thing to death, which I think would really support me in a lot of things. I'm going to find out what I can cook that has herbe de Provence in it because otherwise it's going to get stale in my new spice drawer. And I practice saying that today with Matt, who taught me how to say that. I practice saying it for today's recording, so I need to now practice cooking with it. Um, Your suggestions are welcomed. It's my favorite spice that I've never used. This fall, I'm going to study my frame, my skeletal frame and muscles more this fall, and I'm going to fine-tune my fitness routine to help and heal and enhance my body in a really integrative way. And I'm going to try and love the way that I am asymmetrical and crooked and truck-sold so that I can really enjoy my 40s even more. Um, My friend Leslie does this thing, this list, and I've always loved that she's done this, but never done it myself. And this fall, I'm going to do it. When I met her, it was her 30 things before she turned 30. And then she did 35 before 35. And now she's on 40 before 40. And so she gives herself five years. And um, it's endless possibilities that can go on this list, sort of anything goes. And some things on the list are really easy, like things you can do in an afternoon. And other things on the list are kind of harder to get to and require planning and help and, and, and luck and other people. So, for example, and this is not coming from my actual list. These are just examples. Um, go to Thailand or learn to pickle something. That was on Leslie's list one year. <laughs> Uh, Learn to knit, paddle down the Mississippi River, uh, make cookies for 10 people you know that are sad, write a letter to Barack Obama, uh, build a treehouse from scratch, publish a book, host a dinner party in your backyard for 12 people. So those are just examples. Anything, Anything can go on the list. Um, but I do have a question for Leslie, which I'm going to ask her. I think these lists are action oriented, but I also have a tendency to want to put something on them like, um, eradicate all forms of gossip or not second guess my intuitive wisdom or only seed that which is holy and healthy and authentic to me, (laughs) um, But those things are harder to track and they're harder to decide, you know, did I do that? Or if I did, will I slip back into not doing it again when I'm less healthy? So I I wonder if the list should stay more definitive and things like, you know, ride the rapids in in a white rotter trip in Tennessee, something like that, which, by the way, will not be on my list. I did that when I was much younger and I do not want or need to do that again. So I'm going to start uh, on my 
50 before 50 because I'm 45 now. And so that gives me five years to work on it. So I'm going to make make that list coming soon. And I, I may share that with you guys publicly. So thank you, Leslie, for your continuous inspiration for this. Um, some of Some of my other fall targets or fall studies are going to include being a little softer with my reactions and not so absolute as to leave no air or further consideration. I want to learn why some of my plants are dying and how to, to, um, to treat them better and how to properly water them more or, or less instead of just moving them around the room and guessing. And Matt, I'm talking directly to you too. You are going to learn this with me. Um, our intuition is not on point with our plants. And um, in the spirit of looking in my cupboard instead of buying something new, I plan to take the recipes that I've tried and that I've loved from different cookbooks and some I've torn out from something or saved a link somewhere but I can't find. I'm going to get a notebook and organize and house all of my favorite recipes in one place so that when I'm hungry and when I'm rummaging and it's close to five o'clock and I, I have forgotten all of my patience and, and wherewithal, I can turn to something that worked well and that we loved. And I want to have some places in that notebook for scratch cooking, which I love to do when I have time and space. But I also want to have a section, you know, for easy things to make when I'm busy, all in one place and color-coded and labeled. So instead of buying new cookbooks, I'm going to organize the information that I have already. So that's the theme of the fall is to treasure hunt what I already have. I was helping Otis decide what to wear on his first full day of school. And um, he decided to wear all rainbows. Today he has on rainbow knee socks. He has on a rainbow shirt and rainbow shorts and a rainbow mask. And his backpack is blue with rainbow edging. And he told me that he is nervous and excited, but he's more excited than nervous. And then he said, I think that sounds about how I should feel going into kindergarten, don't you think, Mama? <laughs> and then he was quiet for a long time, and he said, What do you think it's going to be like to be away from you for six hours? Do you think I can do it? And I said, Yes. And he said, Do you think you can do it? <laughs> I want to ask you to pay attention this season. As things turn a little bit more inward, what are your natural rhythms and how can you honor them? And I also recommend that if you live with other people, that you have a family meeting, a family fall meeting to say out loud your study plans, your hopes for the season, to name the things you are in love with about what is coming up. And how you can ask them for support and guidance and relief along the way. Matt and I often sit down and ask these questions. What do you want this week to hold for you? And then once we hear the answer, it's how can I support that happening for you? Do you need more time to exercise in the mornings? Do you need more time to write in the morning when you are fresh instead of waiting until the kids go to bed until your brain is fried and 
All you want to do is melt down in a glass of wine and a good psychological thriller and an early bedtime. How can I help clarify your wants and make a good week happen for you? And sometimes what I found is that it can be the smallest tweak on your family's dial that can make an enormous shift in how your week goes and how your rituals can service you. And most of all, I want to ask us all to enjoy as things change and turn and to notice it and to notice what our wants are when the weather begins to shift. And how can we get so in tune with our body's rhythms that we know exactly how to show up and then we actually follow through and do those things that are in service to us. And um, one more thing for this fall moving into winter. If you are going to buy a book, one I am loving and finding so many little sweet things in is Young Pueblo's relatively new book called Clarity and Connection. And it's really, 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 really good. And all of his stuff is good historically, but this one in particular is, I think, better because it's a little bit more down to earth, a little bit less lofty and esoteric and just really gorgeous and practical and spiritual and um, and sweet. And the way that it's organized is it's in small little daily nuggets, like just a few sentences on a page. And so you could do it as like one little page every day. And so it's not long chapters or anything. So it's bite-sized, like little wise poems that have a direction and they have a how-to feeling to them. So deeply practical and also poetic and very heart-centered and just gorgeous. So um, I'm loving it. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear about your fall things, your favorite things, your smells, your tastes, your rituals, your wants, your book lists. I want to hear about your hopes and the ways that you're planning to clean your house, your actual house and your, your metaphorical house. I, uh, I hope you have a beautiful week. And I hope you find some sweet things to think about and to anchor into your days as the, the days start to get a little bit cooler. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, you can look at the show notes and there's a link to my Patreon page. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.